0: of spring into SEO and social media, spring into social media and SEO. They're, they're mixed, they're, they're related and in the world today, if you want to keep up, you've got to, you've got to be doing a bit of everything and so I've got my friend Malka Maxwell from Israel calling in to talk about SEO, we're going to talk about blogging today, we got a little bit technical in the last episode and I tried to decode that, tried to dispel that because we have to run everything through my dumb ass filter. So, um, Malka, talk a little bit about why blogging is very, very important for SEO and what happens if you just have a sort of a static website with no uh, updated content. Well, blogging
1: is an amazing way to drive traffic to any kind of product, service or website and uh, the reason for that is because it's constantly updating. You, by adding new posts and by adding new content, you're making people remember, hey, I'm still here. I'm still relevant. And the search engines really need to see that. Most of the time when we build a website, we're very pleased with what we've built. And this is very, very important, especially with uh, businesses that are services. Not much changes with your services. You know, and so you're not gonna be adding anything new to your website. You've spent a good amount of money, you spent a good amount of time even just creating a wonderful site, and you're just pleased with knowing that wow, okay, my storefront is up (laughs) and that's really about it. The blogs or blogging actually is what makes uh, I would say it's almost like old world advertising. You know, every week you would put in an ad and say, hey, everybody, you know, come to our store. We're such and such place located. Uh, call us at such and such a number. Our hours are this, that, and the other. And that's really what your blogging does without sounding salesy. What makes blogging, though, uh, crucial or, what, or the added important thing to do for blogging is to make sure that you share it on social media. Because, again, social media is a lot of people. It's real time. And as soon as you make your blog posts and you let people know, hey, I just wrote a new post about you know, widgets on my site, people will go and they'll take a look at it. And so there's your traffic yeah. that you've been trying to attract. And once people come to your blog and they read your post, they'll be curious and they'll read a couple of other posts. And then next thing you know, wow, subscribe to my newsletter
0: And this is a very, very good case in point because with my blog, I've noticed, and I shared these stats in the first episode, people come to my site, typically stay about a minute and a half, look at about one or two blog posts at a time, and then um, maybe go away or maybe they sign up for my freebie. But it's important to have a sort of a a, library library if you like, of content so that when people do find you, they've got more to to read along the way because if you just have a static website, that might have cost you a couple of thousand dollars to set up and it looks lovely, then it's sort of sitting there in in stasis and Google doesn't view that very highly. Google loves fresh content, doesn't it?
1: Yes, it it does because it just reminds Google that it's relevant and one of the funny things about being relevant is that the more people who are searching for something from your blog – it means that okay then there's a vote here that says that this is important and so the search engines are saying well we got to get over there and go see what's so important about this blog you know and the more yeah. important they find your blog then the more they're willing to put it out or spread the reach of your blog posts to to attract more people
0: yeah because i mean Google obviously and ultimately is trying to find the best experience for the searcher. Right. And if you, if it comes across a site that's you know maybe hasn't been updated for three years, then they think, well, uh, is this company still going? Are they still in business? Uh, do they, they haven't done anything for three years. Uh, they they might be busy doing organic things, you know, but. Google is looking for fresh content.
1: It's looking for fresh content, but you know what? Even a, a site that's three or four years old may have excellent content, and so you'll still find those sites a lot of times in the searches as well because the amount of content and the quality of the content was just so extraordinary that Google said, well, they haven't updated maybe other parts of their site in three years, but this one article, yes, it's still important and it'll come up. Ah, okay. Right.
0: If someone is brand new to the idea of blogging and they haven't discovered or decided which ones to use, can you give a bit of a decoder about which blog post platforms are best for SEO or best for newbies to just starting?
1: The best one for newbies, I would recommend WordPress because, one, they're a high-ranking uh, website which means that Google puts a lot of importance on anything made on WordPress.com. And so if you're going to make a blog and you want to make it free, you can use WordPress.com. If you use uh, your own domain name, I would definitely recommend using WordPress still. It's also relatively easy to work with. There are things called plugins, which take away the coding that you had to do years ago for basic HTML sites. I believe another really good blogging uh, platform would be Tumblr. And the reason for that is because Tumblr (laughs) fits, as you put it, the dumbass factor. There really is nothing else to do. You just set up the account and you have this beautiful space to write blog posts. You can share photos. You can share videos. And it's no nonsense. You can create a username that corresponds to the business as well. In terms of SEO, it's not as high as WordPress, but it ranks pretty high as well.
0: So first things first, WordPress is is the premier idea, the Ferrari. Right. There's a .com version, which is free and it's easy to use. And then there's the .org version, which is harder to use, but much more robust. Right.
1: The .com version, by the way, the downside to it is that you can't put AdWords or ads on there. You can only yeah. put straight text. So if you want to sell anything, you won't be able to use that version of WordPress.
0: Okay. So there are some limitations with the free version, and that's one of the reasons to use the .org. Again, we're getting a little bit technical, but I know this for sure because I have a .org, and you can virtually do anything with WordPress.org. But if you really, really can't get your head around that and you want to start blogging, Tumblr, T-U-M-B-L-R, no E, Tumblr.com is a lovely site that looks great straight out of the gate. Right. It looks wonderful. Just opening it up, it looks nice. So it's easy to create lovely looking pages. I call it Instagram on steroids. Yeah, It's not as good for SEO, but it is a good place to start if you really don't want to get too technical. Right.
1: I mean, it's a level five uh, or six website out of ten as opposed to WordPress,
0: which is a nine out of ten. WordPress.com, WordPress.org, or Tumblr.com are very good places to start if you want to start blogging. The point of blogging is that you're telling Google that you've got fresh content. Do you have any other sites that come close to those or everything else that you'd recommend sort of slightly down the food chain? Well,
1: I would say everything else is – is doable. I would say slightly down the food chain. So, like your Wix and your Weebly are wonderful sites uh, in terms of design, but you still have to work at uh, the SEO. There's no immediate SEO benefit for using them. Okay. Right. Yeah. And, and with and that's why I suggested the, the, uh, Tumblr and WordPress because it's it's really immediate. The the results uh, of you being found, the results of your of the ranking of that of being on that platform is incredibly fast and that's really what most people are looking for some people create blogs on their own domain name which
0: is also acceptable yes. which is what I've done globalsocialmediacoaching/blog right so we've talked about blogging we've talked about why it's important i've talked about a few different types of blogs wordpress.com wordpress.org Tumblr.com, and also some other sites called Wix, W-I-X, lovely looking site, but a bit hard to get the SEO working. Weebly, wwebl ycom lovely site, but a bit hard to get the SEO working. Great sites, easy to use, but not so great for SEO. Next time, we're going to talk about backlinks. Now, I'm going to take a break for a couple of weeks here because I've got to get my head around what that even means. So can you just give me a bit of a decoder about why backlinks are so important, what they mean, and what people can expect to hear in the next podcast?
1: The best analogy for them is the concept of you know, flash mobs. People would meet up at a certain spot, and someone would play music, and it would be slow, and yeah. people would slowly start to participate, and slowly people would arrive from various spots, and next thing you know, you've got this full-blown production. Backlinks would be each individual person that's coming to contribute to this beautiful production. That
0: okay. that would be
1: the end result. Basically, the, your, backlog, your backlinks are saying to the search engines, hey, look over here. So-and-so is recommending this. Look over here. I'm also recommending this. And every time we have a backlink made to our products, our services, our websites, we're getting a vote. You know, we're getting another member to contribute to that big drama or that big recommendation that we all want. The basic backlink is every time you put a hyperlink to another page, another service, you would get a backlink or someone does it to you, you would automatically get a backlink. If you posted on Twitter a page on your website, that would be a backlink.
0: Do you get penalized if you link out but never no people never link in?
1: Yes and no. It has to be relevant and that was the thing that a lot of people forget with backlinks. The backlinks have to make sense. If you're a site that's about building, you really should not have backlinks from a site that sells candy. Okay. So that's the thing. And usually those type of backlinks are a result of what people used to do before where they would trade links or they would actually ask people to link with them or they would buy links actually in those days. The correct way to do it is you can ask if you want to trade blog posts. I understand that there's a controversy that blog posting or guest blog posting is not acceptable. I feel like this. Keep it kosher. A couple of days ago, I received a request from a company that specializes in renting villas for vacationers. And they said to me, we would like to exchange a link with you. And I remember thinking, okay, um, wow, what do I do with that? <laughs> I don't have anything on my page where I mention retreats. I, I'm currently not offering retreats. So the idea of having a VIP luxury villa has nothing to do with SEO coaching, and yet this company reached out to me and asked me, "Would you be would you be willing to to uh, write up something about us or and trade a link?" And it, it's kind of sad because this seems to be very common very commonplace. The more backlinks you have, the higher value number your page gets, which is what a page ranking is all about. So to get a page ranking of one, you have to have about a thousand backlinks. And a lot of people see it from a numbers game perspective. Wow, if I get a thousand back, then I can get there, you know, rank one for my page in no time, like two weeks or seven days. And then if I push myself up to a two or three, then okay, now my site is legit it'll be getting a decent amount of traffic because you remember the more backlinks that you have coming, that's definitely an increase with traffic or it it indicates an increase in traffic as well. You know, so they work together. The backlinks are just a way for other other companies to advertise and, and publicize you. And then people follow those links. And those links show up in the search engines. And so every time when we do a search and we see, you know, five pages of one company on the first page or one page on the first page, that's what we're going for. Because we want people, we want to be front and center. We want people to see us. And statistics have proven that searchers don't really look past maybe page two. And the reason why I say maybe, it's because now Google restructured their search results. So there's ads now. Originally, it was 10 results per page. I I believe now it's like about five to eight, depending on where you're searching, because I'm in Israel and I've noticed the searches are a little bit different than when I used to search in the States. Most people are going to look at the first page and say, "Okay, well, maybe I'll go to page two. But if you're being found on page 40, no one's going to look for you. And no matter how wonderful and, and cutesy your site is, no one's going to care two snaps because they won't know to look for you.
0: I'm going to have to get my head around this. This is so <laughs> bizarre, to, so bizarre to me that someone who has a B and B would approach someone who has SEO. So right. I, I've got to, I've got to get my head around why people are doing that. I've got to get my head around how to explain why people are doing it because I've got to, I've got to understand it myself.
1: The more backlinks, makes my page rank higher. And that's why ranking for page one, a few years ago, we could do it instantaneously, 24 hours, because the methodology that a lot of people used were questionable. Now it takes a little bit more, you can still achieve it, but you just have to do it the correct way. You know, you don't want to put out bad content. You don't want to create the same article 10 times and put it out all over the internet. Now you want to put unique content. You want to look at the page rankings, of where you're putting your content. And this way, when you get backlinks, their high rank adds to your rank. You get a a portion of their rank. So this makes your content better. This makes your content more searchable. It 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 adds a legitimacy to your content.
0: This is actually a fascinating subject, but a little bit beyond my comprehension. So what I'm going to have to do now is I'm going to put you on hold for a week or two, We've done three wonderful podcasts so far. We've talked about why you need social media and SEO and how they work together. We've talked about the power of keywords and where to find them and where to put them. And we've talked about the power of blogging and the various websites that you can use to do that. In a a week or two, we're going to chew, I'm going to chew on my homework that Mulk has given me. I'm going to come back and talk about backlinks. I'm going to um, have an informed discussion about that because I still cannot understand that idea. It hasn't passed through the dumbass filter yet. If you want to know more, go to tinyurl.com/seo4beginners. That's Mulca's wonderful site. If you want to follow along on this uh, journey with us, go to hashtag spring into social media. And as the Course progresses. I'll be telling you more and more about my wonderful friends and how they've created a site at springintosocialmedia.com, which is basically a decoder site that says, you know, if you can't keep up with this, no worries. We've got it all for you and they've got lovely videos there and they have coaching calls and a Facebook group and they have an email service. It's very, very cool and I'm, I'm really hoping that, that that site will take off. It's quite new at the moment, springintosocialmedia.com. So we'll leave it there. We'll come back in a few weeks. We've, we've made a beginning into this wonderful journey I'm calling Spring Into Social Media and SEO.